Hello there and you're very welcome uh, to this week's Hurl uh, Sideline Ball with myself, Aidan Raftery, and of course, as always, uh, Larry O'Gorman, uh, former Wexford hurler. And uh, you're right, welcome to the welcome to the show as always, Larry. How are you keeping? Uh, thanks a million, Aidan. Uh, yeah, yeah, keeping well. And, you know, it looks like <laughs> we'll go back into isolation again, <laughs> you know, in terms of family and and life in general, it's getting a little bit tricky out there with the with the COVID uh, rapidly running up its numbers again. So, uh, getting very very strange times now uh, that we're facing into. And hopefully, please God, that whatever restrictions are brought in uh, very very shortly, that uh, we can curtail it and, and get back to normal life. You know, because we have struggled for a number of months, and thank God, a lot of we've seen a lot of club action in the hur- hurling of football within every county. So. It's going to be strange times for Inter County as they go forward. That's it, and I suppose really, you know, we've seen it uh, there with the Republic of Ireland team there uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, a member of uh, the backroom staff, uh, I, I suppose, really, they were, uh, as uh, Stephen Kenny was saying, classed as non-essential member. Uh, he was uh, supposed to have been. He was tested positive, and then it. It was said that it was a false reading or whatever. So then there was a couple of other players then that were considered to have been close contacts, so they couldn't travel. And then, like as we know, against Wales, then there was altogether. Then there was they were missing seven players, so they only had about five players. They had only about five players tugging out against Wales, and well, we've seen it like for the two weeks. You know, with the Ireland team, he's been um, Stephen Kenny has been so lucky, and then. You know, it's happened with a few players in the rugby and, you know, even now we've seen that yesterday as well uh, with Shamrock Rovers, it's it's the same. There's a few uh, a few players with it as well. So, you know, there's a lot of things that could be uh, thrown into uh, thrown into doubt now. But I suppose with the National Football and Hurling League, well, with the Football League starting tomorrow and, uh, you know, the Hurling Championship starting soon... You know, there, there, there has to be a huge, a huge uh, question, question mark over it. And as you, you were saying there off air that, uh, you know, there, there was uh, the GPA did the survey. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, yes, you're, you're dead right. Um, yes, they sent a survey to, to all the Gaelic players that are involved with the GPA, and they just want uh, their idea and their thoughts on. How how the team should go forward, and you know, and it, it's only rightly so that they do take responsibility as well because they're more or less the the are the union now you could say of the players, so they'll have to step up to up to the place and they sent out a questionnaire to all the players to ask them, you know, about their circumstances, their situation, and and laid out in a sense that you know, are you really up for this challenge, you know, in terms of the conditions that we're living in at the moment and stuff like that, so. The players, it's all secretly balloted, so the players themselves will get a, a form, fill it out, and send it back, and then the GPA will sit down with the GA, I presume, and, and they will, uh, you know, have their talk about it and see what what, what have come out of us, you know. So, because uh, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, as, as much as we're all mad, passionate uh, GA followers, and yeah, we also have old folks, and we also have uh, siblings and... Uh, grannies and other uh, granddads and all that, you know, uh, that are struggling with maybe underlying conditions. So, and it's not only the, the supporters, but the players have them are in them situations as well. So, I think the GPA done right to send out a survey just to find out exactly, you know, uh, the circumstances that you're in 
and in the circumstances that your 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 county or your team and all are in, so they'll have to get an idea of it because if they, I think if they don't do it, well then they might get a rap on the knuckles to say, oh, look at that, that the players themselves were more or less posting post the games were pushed onto them because of the uh, the GA took a chance in terms of running the championship. So very going to be very strange in in, in the next couple of weeks, as you said, the football is starting this weekend and. And it's very strange that I was just telling you off here as well that my brother-in-law, who works with the Bank of Ireland, he lives in Arklow, and he was due to come to Wexford for some appointments. And he wasn't allowed to travel because he's not allowed to travel from county to county. That's it. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the thing with teams as well now. With, uh, you know, with these, uh, you can't go outside your own county. Like, you know, Roscommon are playing Armagh tomorrow. They have to go up to uh, Armagh, you know, the athletics grounds in Armagh. There's... You know, there's other teams that have to travel up north, and then there's teams from the north that are traveling down to the south. So, um, you know, it's kind of, I know, like you know, for people that love uh, watching matches and things like that, and it's not, it's it's a huge boost to to uh, people's psyche. You know that they are a lift lift their morale that you know being able to watch games and all that but you know as, as well as that uh, you have to think of the, balance that with the health and safety of the players now I know players love playing for their county and and all that and they love the they love to have the um, you know the supporters cheering them on albeit from the you know watching it on TV or whatever or I don't think they're allowed the crowd, crowds are allowed but you know it's uh you know the health and safety of the players as well, because as you just said there a minute ago, they have um, they have family, uh, they have family. You know, partners, wives, mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, brothers, sisters, grandparents, whatever. So you know, but just because of one match, I'm not saying it would happen, but there there is that possibility that you know they could go up north or someone from the north could come down south or something and play a team down here. And could get could end up getting it and go home and then you know their you know their baby son or daughter or their wife or yeah. someone could get it and uh, you know there's there's people with underlying conditions and things like that if they have an underlying medical condition that's you know that that could have uh, consequences but you know it's kind of it it has thrown thrown the whole thing of sport but I suppose it's uh, you know. It, it, it's kind of in the grand scheme of things sport is a small part in it but you know I suppose when you, when you look at the amount of things that has happened around the world and different things it plays a small part but it, it, it can uh, it, it's sport can be a thing that can lift people as well oh absolutely and I agree with everything you've just spoken about there yes uh, yes uh, it, it's very unusual alright you know with uh, the regulations and rules that are a bit we, uh, we've been hit just the normal people now I mean normal people in general you know it's not that <coughs> the GA players or anyone else uh, find themselves any way more special than we are but they feel as if they have a little bit more uh, uh, responsibilities maybe when, it's only when it comes to the championship hall and they feel as if they you know the uh, sometimes when they feel the pressure on their shoulders or stuff like that to represent our county and they might f- you would feel a little bit more upbeat about yourself as well of course because uh, the whole county is looking in on you and, and they're hoping and wishing that you know that you can bring a bit of silverware or a bit of glory back to its county but overall as you just said it like I mean we are in strange times and there, there will be players and there's some players out there that are not going to talk out for their county and I know for a fact that there's some players that didn't even talk out for their club due to the COVID earlier on this year as well because of uh, underlying conditions not only with them but maybe with their parents and stuff like that so it's, it's, it's tough on 
it's tough on everyone really you know and sports certainly plays a big part in their life but you know as my mother I spoke to my mother yeah, the day before yesterday I just called to see was she okay and everything alright and I said are you worried about all this and she goes well look at I'm 84 years of age she says I'm after having a fantastic life and surely I want to if I can live as long as I can it would mean a lot more to me she says you know to see my grandchildren and she goes I just hope uh, when I move on that my grandchildren your, your child, children will will have some kind of lovely future looking forward to that that, is, that we're not facing into a crazy world you know that's what my mother sees it and she's old school as well of course and she's she's all concerned that every, everything is good and, and, and strong uh, going forward so you know, she she's been there, done that. She more or less said, and she said, "We'll get over it." You know, but there's no need to. to I, she said, "I don't think there's no need to go wild and mad at the present moment. Why can't it just stop? Why can't it just leave us?" And, and I'm I'm surprised my mother is so tuned into us, and I thought she really wasn't worried about that first, but she's just learned so much over the last six to eight months about life in general and stuff like that, and she just thinks it's important that people do look after themselves and and whoever is out there giving us the advice that we listen to them and. And, you know, if you have to pull, uh, lock the front door for a week or two, she said, well, lock it because, you know, life is more important than one game or two games that, that someone could suffer uh, sickness or an illness that could be brought into the house. So it is very strange. And uh, I'm, I'm amazed at the present moment. Personally, I'm a little bit amazed. Down here in Wexford, we've we've two or three of the hurlers now that are after getting tested positive. We've four footballers that are after getting tested positive. And then we've done our 21 hurlers that uh, to put a, uh, put a, a stop to us because uh, most of them have tested positive. So it's starting to run a little bit wild. Uh, we've seen it over the last number of weeks in terms of the celebrations that we've had in uh, many, many counties. I not only say Wexford, but I've seen it down here now. A lot of people said to me that some of them went overboard. and They didn't just enjoy one night celebration. They had a little run into two days or three days where I was very, very disappointed as a GA person and a former GA player if my club won the county final, I would be hesitant in terms of going into pubs or into other places to celebrate because when you're stepping into the county, the county jersey, uh, within a couple of weeks, you know, you want to make sure that you're right and uh, that your head is right, your body is right. And there's a lot of question marks now floating around the air at the present moment, especially if you're a, a school teacher or if you're a doctor or if you're a coach or whatever it is, represent your county. There's a lot of responsibilities to go on on your own hand or on your own head, sorry, in terms of you uh, being out celebrating, socialising, going to parties and stuff like that. Because if it do come back to hit you or haunt you, you might regret it for a long time. God forbid if you do happen to lose a brother or sister or mother, father or granny or grandfather. So it's very, very unusual. I'm I'm a little bit strange in thinking that. Is it a GA that's calling the shots here, or is it is it the government or is it Neffet that are calling the shots? So. It'll be interesting to see how it goes after after this weekend. And then, I think then, overall, then we'll have a clearer picture of us. That's it, because, I mean, in Dublin, they had uh, they have the level three restrictions before before the rest of us. And, I mean, looking at it here now in Roscommon, there was the, uh, there a couple of weeks ago, there was the Roscommon, there was the junior county, fi- there was the junior A county finals on, semi-finals on, myself and Ray commentated on that. And uh, we were at the game, and you know both teams played the same. There, you know all four teams played the semi-finals in the same day, and uh, the county final was due to be played the following weekend. And in the middle of that weekend, then that's when the the level three restrictions came in. So the players had just won it 
you know, had just won their semi-finals, the two, yeah. the two finalists, and they were looking forward to the final the following week. And uh, then in the middle of the week, then it went. It was like the flick of a switch. One minute they were looking forward to the final, and the next minute that it was kind of, you know, that was it. There was no the the final was going to be postponed. And I suppose it's anyone's guess as to when those two, as to when that that final will be. And of course, there's the junior there's the junior B final semi or the junior B championship has to be finished yet as well. So, uh, I mean, I know that's just one isolated incident, but that that could be that that happens around the the country too in camogie and hurling and Gaelic football and ladies football and all that right across the country at at club level. Yeah, it is, and it's after affecting a lot of as you said a lot of teams that are happy to get the county finals over and done and dusted especially the senior level because you know because a majority of the senior players that play with each club throughout Wexford and throughout Ireland a majority of them will end up turning uh, and go back to their club I'm sorry go back to their county but they'll start getting training with the county so they ran the, the seniors off really quick especially down here anyway <coughs> and some of the juniors not even finished down here so there's a little bit of up in the air uh, stuff going on at the moment and especially with the underage so very very strange and you know you you have you still have some matches going on throughout the world if you look at the, the, the Champions League or in terms of soccer or, or even the, the Premiership I think is back on this weekend Yeah, and you have a bit of rugby going on as well all over so some people are saying how can they do it and we can't do it so you know it's sort of one, one against the other you know if they can do it we can do it why can't it be why can't it be run properly and you know with all these restrictions that are starting to hit us uh Deeper and deeper uh, as we head into the winter, you know. I, I think, I think overall, in uh, you know, uh, we always expect a, a touch of flu and stuff to come and hit us with the cold weather that coming in as well. So it could be a difficult maybe uh, the end of uh, say, say October, November, December. We could have a a lot more sick people at home, uh, not even with the COVID. So strange yeah. times now are going to happen, and you just imagine that we're we're playing in two or three weeks' time and playing the first round of the championship. And on a Thursday or Friday to find out that five or six of the players have tested positive. I, I think David Fitz would do it. No, because, you know, you go up against a Galway team then that are full strength and all of a sudden then you have the five best players that represent your county have to have to isolate and gone for two weeks. And it's going to be very strange how to, how to manage this. And I, I, I still, I, I'm still a little bit confused up my head how, how did you hear letting it go, letting it go forward? And we all, we all know it. We all love our sport. We all want to play it. We all want to watch it. We all want to support our clubs support our county but as you said earlier on in you know life is more important and you don't want to you don't want to catch the COVID and you don't want to be bringing it to your house and you don't want to be in a situation you know that you might regret for a, for a long time you know in, in, in the years ahead so I find it very strange that the GA can't stand up and, and I did hear a guy from Tipperary on the radio this morning I thought he spoke very well he said why don't someone call it here whether it's the, the government the minister or the Taoiseach, sorry, or the Sports Minister, or the GA, why don't you just come out and say yes or no, or explain it in detail what's happened, because the rest of the country is a little bit confused, because, as you said, if you wanted to see your mother in, in, the, in the county next year, you can't go and visit her, because of the rules, and yes, you, uh, footballers or hurlers can travel outside the county to go and play National League matches, or practice matches at that, yeah. because I know for a fact that Wexford played Limerick there a while ago in a challenge match, in the hurling, and then Westmead came out to Wexford last Friday and played a challenge match. So, 
uh, were a little bit confused about that, you know, and God forbid if, you, if your mother did live in two or three counties away from you and she was very sick, but now with the COVID, you would like to go down and see her, even if you have to look through the window to see her to make sure everything was okay with her. So uh, people are, are a little bit bemused about what's happening and we're a little bit confused. And now because the GA world is about to kick in, uh, people are getting more anxious about us, they're getting more upbeat about us in one sense that they're all delighted. And then the people that are not real GA followers are the ones that are criticising everything that's going on. That's it, because, I mean, really, uh, you know, in sport, if you're a player, um, I suppose whether you can play or, or whether your club or whatever can play or not play, it depends on the level you're at. I mean, you know, as we know, Gaelic football, hurling, camogie and ladies football and all that, they're all amateur sports. The players are amateur. You know, they go to work every day and, and all that. Um, so... You know, I suppose at county level, you know, you have doctors and that, and they can police it. But um, we say if you're a, a small club in rural Ireland, uh, you know, trying to get a, a GP or a, a doctor to do <laughs> anything up to yeah. 30 or 40 um, COVID tests on players, that, that, would, that would be very expensive. Now, I know when it comes to people's uh, health and safety, you can't put a value on that. But if the money, if the club don't have the money for that sort of thing, you know, it can't be done. So that that's probably why, you know, you know, from a health and safety point of view, that they can't afford to police it, I suppose, at that level. Whereas, um, you know, in soccer, like, you know, over in England or around Europe, you know, they have... Um, yeah. They have the finest of medical resources and everything. Yeah. The players get pay, get uh, tested every morning, blood tests, all those kind of things. Yeah. And uh, so their games can go ahead before, they're tested before every game and after every training session and all that. So I suppose, you know, fr from that point of view, you could have like, you know, a small county or club that can't play due to the COVID rules. But then we say soccer at a professional level or semi-professional can go ahead because uh, because you know they're being tested and everything is they have the resources to do that but I mean we've even seen it in the League of Ireland now Shamrock Rovers players ha uh, there's a few Shamrock Rovers players that have it and as a result their their uh, upcoming fixtures are called off yeah well uh, you're right in and I tell you I guarantee you next Monday or Tuesday we will hear a lot more about this it depends on how the football and all that goes you know let the, let the football be on and let the best team win or whatever but I say next Monday or Tuesday we will get uh, after the soccer, after what, what's going ahead within uh, sport, sporting Ireland, if you want to call it. I would say next week because I, I think we're going to have a lot more cases again next Monday or Tuesday, especially with people out and about. Because your man was talking about what about the Kerry lads that have to travel, you know, from Kerry up to Monaghan to play them in the National League. Sure, them players will have to stop. They'll have to stop to go use the toilet. They'll have to stop and get a tea break or do something. They're all they're all travelling separately in a car. So there's a lot of cars that are going to be out on the road with players putting themselves at risk you know and I know the weather wise uh, it's not going to be too bad but you know if you're going to start dragging players around the country to play in big matches you know and if we do have a heavy frost or heavy snow and I'm just saying this now because there is a possibility that things could go a little bit QA in terms of uh, weather wise and stuff like that so we are taking a lot of a lot of risk and a, a lot of chancing going on here so I think after this weekend then you're right with, with, in terms of the soccer and the and if there's rugby or whatever else is going on, you know, um, we, we'll have a better idea early next week. And I, I'd say, I'd say personally, I, I think personally, the middle of next week, come to the end of next week, I think the GA might have to have another bigger look at this. So I think they really have to sit down and 
and have an idea. They were talking about if we go to phase five or level five, that the GA championship will continue on. This is what they're saying. You know, yeah. guys said the GA will need the money because you know they have to do it. They'll get a lot of money in. They won't get it through the gates, but they'll get it in through sponsorship. They'll get it through advertisement on the television, uh, whether Sky Sports or RT or radio or whoever do all this uh, sponsor deals with them. So uh, they'll have a lot of sponsorship, I reckon, uh, in terms of when, the, when these water breaks are introduced, they'll have a, a few more ads on that. With the might show the teams having the water breaks, they might end up showing ads. So they, 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 will, they will be taking a lot of money in the sense in that. But from their point of view, they have a lot of people working under the GA uh, uh, umbrella, you could say, because they have coaches, uh, they have administration, they have a lot of things going on out there. So there's a lot of payment uh, uh, to be issued out to a lot of workers uh, through the GA world. So, you know, and if they if they have to call a halt to this now, they might suffer badly in, in terms of going forward in the next couple of years. But then again, uh, no one's life is greater than anyone's wages. That's it. And of course, uh, you know, we were just saying off air about, uh, you know, the, as I said, the, the football league, the last remaining leagues, two rounds of the league will be over the next couple of weeks before the hurling and football championship start but I mean you know with all this going on now you know it affects the preparation as well for for those games as well yeah absolutely it is very strange you know you just imagine we spoke about earlier if you have a team or two that are struggling with players after getting contracted with COVID and I think as far as I know now I, I know for Manor we're looking to get the game cancelled uh, the morning uh, that most of the uh, percentage of their players are due uh, off the COVID uh, sort of two week um, uh, restriction. And like I mean, they're due. To, I don't know if they're going to travel or not, but it may go different. But they're due to, uh, the morning of the uh, the football match that they're due to come off the off the off the list. So that's going to be very strange on all them. And you know what preparations have they put in for the last two weeks? If they had to isolate them, you know, if we get this across the board in terms of isolation. Uh, you know, and more isolation and more isolation. You know, uh, there's fellas going to be scratching their head, especially managers. Yeah. If a manager gets no uh, contact, uh, no no sick uh, player, whoever, whoever gets the least, you could say least sickness, uh, COVID players uh, throughout each county. You know, there's a possibility that they'd have a greater chance of winning. So, you know, they're all upbeat about it. There's no question about it, and teams are preparing well for it, and they're trying away, but. I think, you know, uh, as soon as the sun comes out, Aiden, it's all lovely and shiny and warm and, and cosy. But as soon as that black, dark cloud comes over again, you, you, you say to yourself, it's time to get in. That's it, because um, I was talking to Kieran uh, Duffy. We do the um, Euro Soccer every week. It's a soccer podcast. And we were saying about, um, you know, I think it was Nat Napoli in, the, in Serie A. They were due to, they were due to play a game. And uh, there, you know, there was one or two players, or there was a couple of players, or whatever, in the squad that had it. So they they pulled out of the fixture, and they ended up getting fined yeah. by, by the league because of it. Now, as I, as I, the point I made was that that's yeah. If it was a case that you know the the, the it happened, or we said there wasn't a, the majority of the squad went down, and they didn't. They weren't able to feel the team and didn't let, and maybe didn't let the league know or the the team they were playing know. Then you'd understand, yeah, they deserve a fine, fine because they should have informed the relative authorities. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if it's a if it's a genuine thing where players, a lot of players, because in those environments, you know, players are in contact with each other and this, that, and other, and it's very easily spread, as we know. You know, 
the majority of players could go down in a squad with with the with the COVID. So I mean, like they were deducted points and fined yeah. for that. So I yeah. mean, from the point of view, if it's a genuine if it's a genuine thing, and they did let the authorities know, it's very unfair that they were deducted points and they were fined. Yeah, I tell you, we're heading into a strange, strange predicament here now going forward. You know, we, we as we spoke, uh, we all want to see uh, sport. We all want to see, you know, uh, most importantly, and we want to see people that are well and happy and healthy. That's the most. That's the most important thing to me. Uh, you know, there's people in life play sport all their life and they win nothing, but they were, they were happy to be there. There's yeah. other people who play sport all their life and, and they win so much. You know, and I noticed after I retired from Inter County Hurling, I really enjoyed it. I had the greatest time of my life in terms of sport. But then after that. You know, you're right. I got involved with the club doing a bit of coaching, but then I realised, yes, I, I, my life there's a life there for me as well. I, I I got married, I had kids and all, and that's my responsibility now. You know, and as much as we all love the GA world, you know, you still have to look after yourself. You have to look after your family and stuff like that because I know, and I've seen it in the past. Sometimes, if you do get black artists by the GA world, I mean, with some people that don't appreciate you, who who you are, what you've done, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, then you have a follow from your club. You never go back, and you become your own little uh, person again. And you know, you, you sort of throw your your uh, at the GA world, and that's only GA. I'm talking about I, my best friend is a coach in Wexford here, a uh, 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 rugby coach, and he started a rugby team 15 years ago. Yeah, he started a ladies' rugby team. Sorry, a ladies' rugby, team, and they've done very well. And the, the amount of people that they brought to the club, which is a tremendous. Uh, uh, Plawless to him because he, he decided to get a rugby team together he did and it added about 120 new members to the club including parents and the players and they had a fantastic time this year they felt as if they needed a change they wanted to bring in a younger coach now this guy is uh, 70 years of age but he's a fantastic coach he's a coach for Leinster but the girls the player from absolutely adore him yeah. they decided to make a move they decided to change and uh, bring a younger man in, a younger man that's only more or less in the club a couple of years, so they wanted to change. To move the old man on, would you believe that every single of them players resigned and never played for the club again? That's it. That that that's uh, you know that that's great that the the players it's show that level him. of loyalty towards him. As yeah, a, as you, you know what I mean. So you know, so in in general, overall, uh, we all have. We all have a love, we all have a passion, and uh, we. I always say that, my mother always says, you know, always look after number one. And I said, yeah, family is number one. He said, no, my mother said to me, you're number one. If you don't look after yourself, you won't learn to look after others. And it's the same with everything in life, you know, people have to look after one another going forward. And, you know, if there was no sport, I know the world would be a crazy place. Yeah. But, you know, sport will come back. Sport will be bigger and stronger. As life goes on, this will be crushed. This will be demolished. This will be. Am I hanging the year for a year or two years? But it will. It will go away. We've the struggle in the past with a lot of sicknesses and illness and, and diseases that come around. And life will go on. And life will change. But at the moment, we're in a scary place. And I just think that questions need to be asked in terms of where we stand, where we go, and what do we do going forward. That's it. Because I mean, really, with with the. Um with family, like, you know, like when you're playing sport and that, you can have a bad game or maybe you might you might lose a big match or something like we say, you know, a county final or, or um, a Connacht final or a, an All-Ireland final or whatever. 
and you have a bad day or you you know and you just feel really down and depressed after losing or whatever happens um but when when you go back when you go back home your family are there they'll, yeah. they'll always be there for you you know so you kind of you're always kind of thinking of them in the back of your mind well it's funny you say that now because i remember uh, the all Ireland final 96 uh, i wasn't living at home at the time but I, every every saturday evening i'd go to the hurling mall and I do an hour or two of hurling in the Harlem Alley. I'd hurl away myself. I was on my own, and I'd go home. And I'd go home and I'd go home. You know, I remember the night of the Harlem Alley. Cup of tea, had a bath. I'd go home. She said, "It doesn't matter once you come home. We are so proud of you. We live as well." that's it because I mean they're the people that'll you know when you're feeling bad they're the ones when, when you go home they'll pick you up and say yeah. don't worry you can talk about it or we're here for you or whatever because I mean when you play at that level you know and you lose you, you put so much effort and so much preparation into even a first round of a championship or a Leinster final or Munster final or uh, All Ireland final. You put it. It takes a lot to get to that level, and when you yeah. lose, you kind of say, "Well, it was all for nothing," or you, you know, nearly like, you know, "Well, we lost in the semi final or something." We're as well off because we lost today. We're as well off. We lost in the first round. You know, things that these are things yeah. that not necessarily true, but they they come into your mind when you lose. You do. You do. You're dead right. You know, we've seen it uh, throughout. Uh, Mayo's career in terms of football, you know, how many times have Mayo been so close to win all Ireland, you know, and win, lose or draw, you still see people putting up slagging, uh, slagging on uh, Facebook and on other things as well, you know, so don't worry about it, Mayo, so we're never going to win anyway, and, you know, a lot of these old sayings that go on, you know, sometimes it comes back to haunt you, and I often say, so why don't people just leave alone? I know sometimes a bit of slagging, but, you know, they, 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 people would often say things, bad things or whatever, and all that, so, my father often said to me, you know, advice, good advice, take it in and, and, and uh, uh, sort of believe in what people are saying to you. And bad advice, he says, two ears, then in one ear and out the other. He says, forget about it because you'll only bring yourself down, he says. But at the end of the day, he says, you're important and your family are important. And the GA, to me, they are a family. They're a big family in, in, in Ireland anyway. They're a great GA family. You know, we always spoke about community and other things that go on, look out for good when someone pass away in the spirit of the GA and all that. And, you know, so that, that's one great thing that we have within the GA. So let's hope, and let's hope in the next number of weeks or next number of months that uh, if the GA do go ahead and it's all safe and well and no one gets sick and no one dies from us. But at the end of the day, I, I think precaution has to be brought in uh, stronger and and more more resili resilient now than ever before because I, I think we're on a little bit of a slippy slope at the moment and the way things are going and the figures don't look great, I, I think people really have to take a look at the picture and, you know, stay healthy and stay strong everyone and look after yourself and that's the most important. And Remember, look after those who are close to you first and anyone else after that, so you can get out and give a helping hand, well, feel free to do it if you're safe to do it. That's it. And I think, you know, if you're feeling down, of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of campaigns about mental health and things like that. And, uh, you know, and it, it's a true saying, um, it's okay not to be okay. And if you are feeling down, it's important to talk to people about it. And, you know, someone you trust or someone you're close to and say, well, listen, 
uh, you know, can I talk to you? I'm having a bad time at the moment, and talk because you know, you know the old saying: a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, hundred percent, Edmund. I'm big into that personally. I'm big into it myself. Though I have a couple of friends of mine that are struggling at the moment. I, I don't mean just struggling in general. You know, some of them, unfortunately, went down the wrong, wrong road in terms of, uh, you know, drinking drugs and, and a few other strange things that happened in their life. But I always I found out a few friends of mine that were struggling. And, you know, I have no problem picking up the phone and, and chatting away to them. And I know it's difficult now to call over to them already. It's a very strange though. But I'd be on the phone to two or three of them three or four, sorry, I should say, maybe uh, every every week, you know, just to chat and talk to them and see how they are in general. So there's definitely support out there, but because of the strange times that we're sitting in the end at the moment, it's harder on everyone, you know. Uh, people are a little bit worried and a little bit, uh, a little bit scared of what's happening. The information that's been thrown out there, uh, maybe false information at times, and, you know, if people really get too, too deep into it, yeah, they're inclined to worry a lot, lot more. So I asked my mother, as I spoke to you, I said to her the other day, I said, do you, did you, were you watching telly or did you hear the news or did you hear about this? She goes, no, I just, I don't look at it anymore. I just stay safe myself. And the more you listen, the more you look into all that, you, you put yourself into a, a worrying position that you, you're, you're afraid of your life to open the front door even. So, you know, the best about it, the best about us human beings, you know, if we can be strong, and if it can be stronger for the person that's struggling, well, don't be afraid to give them a call, have a chat, and see if they need anything like that. Uh, would you believe it? I was actually doing a bit of shopping for two old couple yesterday. The poor man fell down the stairs. He broke his ribs. Oh, Lord. And I rang him to see... I, I only rang him to see how he was in general, and he couldn't talk to me, so I hung up, and I, I rang the wife, and I asked her, what's wrong with Michael? And she says, Larry, he fell down the stairs. He's had to break him three of his ribs. I said, oh, my God. Are you okay? She goes, Larry, I can't move as well. I'm after hurt me back. Yeah. So I said, if you need that, I says, give me a shout and, I, and I'll get it for you. If you want something to go to the shop. Within five minutes, would you believe, she sent me a text message. Larry, could you go to the shop and get me milk and bread and certain things? So I did. I went over and I dropped them off at the door. And then I just knocked the doorbell and sat at the gate and just said, there you go, Margaret. Sir. How much do we owe you? I said, don't worry about us, Margaret. I'll see you the next time I'm around. Yeah, but that's so, that's fair enough, and I I think it, you know in in circumstances like that and with everything that's going on at the moment, I mean we've seen it in in the lockdown as well. Um, how GA teams, I think we spoke about this before. How you know people in GA clubs and that they and even neighbours and friends and all that. Everyone everyone came together. Neighbours helping each other. Neighbours doing shopping and getting prescriptions and all that coming together. And uh, you know GA clubs are. I know my own home club here is coming again. Uh, did, did that you know if, if you needed help or if you had to go to an appointment or you needed your prescriptions picked up you just ring a number or ring there was a yeah. list of people and you ring one of those people and they'll they'll do whatever for you you know and that, yeah. that that's a great thing I think in Ireland um, the way our Irish people are they do that in the tough times yes they do um, you know and we were certainly facing tough times now as we speak yeah. So you're right, we are, we're a very kind-hearted nation and if you look at any charity or any organisation that's done a fundraiser, fundraising, yeah, they, they get a massive support from the Irish people because once in life you're very blessed to, for what we have in today's world compared to what they had many, many years ago. We're starting to living in a pretty little place at the moment. So I always say, don't be afraid to talk, don't be afraid to share and most of all, don't be afraid to care. Yeah. 
And that, that's, that, that kind of says a lot about you as a person when you're helping others as well. And uh, it, it's important in these times. So, listen, Larry, thanks very much for uh, doing uh, the sideline ball with us this week. And we look forward to chatting to you again next week. No problem. Thanks, Ian, and thanks to all your listeners. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Larry O'Gorman, the former Wexford hurler.